Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we are joined with my old client, let's say, now a good friend. Uh, Her name is Shaheen, and her company is Boss Up with Shaheen. And I'm so excited to have her here today because we're going to be talking about, you know, her business journey as an entrepreneur. She is new into this entrepreneurship business. um, So it's really exciting to have her here today. So welcome, Shaheen. And please introduce yourself, talk a little bit about your business, and also where are you calling in from? Okay, so this is my first podcast, so I'm a little nervous. Woohoo! My name is Shahreen. I am the founder of Boss Up with Shahreen. I help entrepreneurs, women of color, learn to gain control over their business and lives by bossing up. Um, I am calling from the Bronx, New York. True New Yorker. (laughs) Yes, but you know what's funny? New Yorkers, if you're from the Bronx, you never say you're from New York. You say I'm from the Bronx. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, it's like a thing where it's like we identify with being like a Bronxite, Bronxite, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say it, but it's like I, I never tell people like, oh, I'm from New York. I'm always like, I'm from the Bronx. That's um, so funny. There's like a ton of memes on Instagram that says like, if you ask someone from the Bronx where they're from, they'll never say New York. They'll always be like, I'm from the Bronx. But oh my like gosh. A proud borough. Like if you're from yeah. here, you just say Oh, I'm from here. That's so funny. And it's almost like the opposite for us Bostonians. Like everyone will say they're from Boston. And then you look at them and then you're like, no, where are you actually from? And they're like, well, I'm from Newton or Marlboro or somewhere outside of Boston. And I'm like, you're not from Boston then. <laughs> I'm that true Bostonian that's like, don't say you're from Boston if you're not from there. Right. No, it's the complete opposite. But I think like we're just proud people mm-hmm. that and like, I don't know. I don't feel like I'm a New Yorker. When I think of New York, I think of Manhattan. I'm like, I'm not yeah. from Manhattan. I go to work in Manhattan. I went to school in Manhattan. Um, but I don't have that lifestyle. I didn't grow up there. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I feel like that contributes to the way I identify where I'm from. That's uh, so funny. I love that. And so a couple questions. Say again. I said from the boogie down. <laughs> I love it. So two questions, just so people can kind of understand your personality a little bit more. And I love asking these questions to our podcast guests. So first of all, what's your sign, like horoscope sign? And what is your Enneagram, if you know it? Okay. So zodiac sign, my favorite question to answer. I'm a Taurus, proud. Oh, yeah. We've got another Taurus in the house here. (laughs) Um, And then I don't even know how to say this word, honestly. My my Enneagram. <laughs> yeah, good shot, good shot. It's Enneagram. But I'm literally right before this podcast recording, like Shaheen and I were trying to figure out her Enneagram. So she is just new into this and trying to figure this out. And I already told her she's going to go down a rabbit hole. I am, um, but I'm excited about this rabbit hole. Um, but I am an eight. Mm-hmm. And um, that just means I'm a bomb ass bitch. Exactly, which fits your tagline so well, boss up. So as soon as she told me that she was an eight, I was like, yeah, you were either a three or an eight, and that's what you were. So I, I, I read it, and it all, it all resonates. You know, it makes sense with, like, the way I am, who I am, what I'm about. Um, but I'm excited to, like, read more about it. Um, 
Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, there's a bunch of people on Instagram that I follow. And when they do post either memes or similar to like what horoscope accounts do, well, they'll kind of relate a meme to your horoscope. Same thing with Enneagram. And Enneagrams to me, they just they make a little bit more sense than horoscopes sometimes. Like, you know, when you read your horoscope and you're like, well, that could be me or that may have happened. Enneagrams, every single time I've read something about my Enneagram, I'm like, oh yeah, that's absolutely me. That's to the T who I am. Please share with me um, these Instagrams because oh, yeah. I definitely want to like learn more about it. And I love stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. me, I always post things about like Zodiac signs. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's like a level of like fluff to it. Not everything mm-hmm. is going to apply and you know, it might just be a coincidence, but there is a little bit of it that I think makes sense. And yep. um, there are days when I read it and I'm just like, Whoa, mm-hmm. I really know this is going on in my life. Um, exactly. Yeah. And let me tell you, that, right. Yep. That sense of believing something that we can't see or, or mm-hmm. um, I don't know, like we want to believe in the unknown. Right. Sometimes like religion, right? We can't see it. We just know it exists. And they're like, mm-hmm. there's writings and scriptures about it. It's the same thing with like Zodiac, except that yeah. it has to do with like our birthdays and the mm-hmm. time. Exactly. And I, I like almost, we're almost done with the Enneagram point. But one last thing too, is I love Enneagram because it's based off of who you are as a person almost, right? So some of the questions they ask you are about certain situations or like, would you do this or would you do that versus almost your birthday, right? So it's kind of, in my mind, a little bit more solid than just a horoscope because, you know, who knows if someone that is born the same day as me, May 3rd, is a Taurus, but really acts like a Leo. You know what I mean? Let's jump a little bit more into your career journey. I would love to know what was your first job ever? And then what was the last job you had before officially starting Boss Up with Shadine? So my first job ever, um, anyone that is from the Bronx has done this job. It was working as a summer youth counselor. Okay. Yep. You have to like apply and then they let you know whether you get the job or not. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I did that as soon as I got my working papers when I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like, it was a hard job because number one, I lived in the hood, but I had to go to the hood hood <laughs> be a summer youth counselor to some like hood ass kids. <laughs> so I was terrified. I was just like, oh my God, like I'm from the ghetto, but like this is pretty ghetto. And it was so crazy because literally they don't train us or anything. They're literally just like, you got to watch like 30 kids. And all of us are like, what? And these kids are like, they're borderline like teenagers. They weren't like mm-hmm. children. They were like adolescents. So um, it was it was a fun job. I learned a lot. But crazy story though. Oh yes, do tell. Ready? So like our first week, we had to. Um, I don't know. We were going somewhere like on a field trip or something, and um, I don't know. We had to like go through metal detectors or something happened where it's like. We had to go through something. Mm-hmm. And basically one of the summer youth counselors, he was like my age, he was like 16. Homie had like a whole gun on him. <gasps> That's terrifying. I don't even know where you get that when you're 16, to be honest. Like I, I mean, I don't even know where you get that now. And I'm 28. <laughs> we're like, dude, you're, we're in summer youth. Like we're, well, who are you planning to shoot? Like, what do you think was going to happen? We're literally right. 
going on field trips and stuff. But I remember that first week, like, oh my God, I hope I don't get shot doing this damn job. Like, I just need my little $400 or whatever the hell they paid me. <laughs> it's not worth the minimum wage at the end of the day, is it? <laughs> so that was your first job. So what was your last job before starting your business? Well, after my summer youth job, um, yeah. my, my career took off. Uh, <laughs> that was the starting point and it just catapulted from there. <laughs> it just shot right up after that. Um, so my last job, I was a East Coast sales manager for the company I previously worked with. Mm -hmm. um, and it was probably one of my most favorite fun jobs because I had a really great relationship with most of the staff. There was mm -hmm. a little like toxic work culture with like upper management. Um, but it was really great because, you know, the people I worked with, um, we all ended up becoming friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that was the first job where I had a lot of freedom to mm -hmm. be creative and, um, kind of do what I wanted. I didn't have someone like micromanaging me and, um, it made me feel really good and confident about being a leader. And, um, I was really like able to like step into my role mm -hmm. as a leader. Uh, and I realized my value, you know, um, I would have so many people like reach out to me for help um, with different things. And I realized like, oh my God, I'm like important. I'm the point person for everything. I'm so smart. Uh, but yeah, it was a really cool job. Um, I did it for about five and a half years. And um, because of COVID, they eliminated the management roles. Mm -hmm. uh, so that journey came to an end, but it was okay because before COVID happened, I was um, feeling disconnected from the work I was doing and it wasn't aligning with like my values and my purpose anymore. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was just, it was fun. It was a fun job. I yeah. learned a lot. I worked with a lot of cool people. I collaborated with a lot of people. Um, I met you because mm -hmm. I knew someone that knew you that I worked collaborated with. So it definitely helped me expand my network and um, allowed me to transition into what I'm doing now. Yeah, no. And I think that makes so much sense because I know your journey of where you are now and like how you came to be. So what was then during your last position, your aha moment of, okay, I need to start my own thing. I'm ready to take that into my own hands and really start boss up with Shaheen. It was a few things. Um, I realized how good I was at like business strategy and leading a team. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, everyone would always say like, you are such a strong leader. My staff like love me. And how many people can say like they love their manager? Yeah. <laughs> no. You know, I treated people um, like my peers. I never was, you know, putting them down. I didn't behave like a dictator. I didn't create this like hierarchy at work. I was just like, listen, mm -hmm. we all need to make money and um, we all have the same goal and that's for the store to be successful. And um, mm -hmm. when I saw what I provided um, my staff and my team, as far as like professional development went, I was like, wow, like I really know how to group people. I really know how to coach people. Um, and me seeing their transformations was what inspired me to want to coach people in general. Mm -hmm. I realized like I had a natural knack for it and I'd been doing it already in all these like leadership roles I was in. Um, so I think it's like me seeing the level of success I was able to um, bring the company and me developing the teams. Mm -hmm. 
strong teams making like, you know what I mean? Like these really high fucking numbers. Sorry, I'm cursing. But, no, you're allowed to. Trust me. I say shit uh, all the time. So don't worry. <laughs> um, but I was just like, yo, how am I out here making money for someone else? I could do this for myself. Mm -hmm. I'm good at this. I know what I'm doing. Um, I had the skill set. So me seeing my own performance and my own achievements in my role mm -hmm. made me realize like I should run my own business and I should help other people figure out how they can run a business um, mm -hmm. because it just came really, really natural to me. And I've always been like a hustler, right? I love money. And right. when I was in high school, like my mom didn't give me like, um, what is it called? Allowance. Yes. I'm like, uh, just so everyone knows, I don't speak English. Like literally yeah. <laughs> no idea what the English language is, but I didn't get like an allowance or anything. Like I didn't grow up having money. So it was really important to me always to have money or figure out ways to get money. Mm -hmm. And I had to be really, really self-sufficient and financially independent. So when I was in high school, I made cupcakes and I sold them in school. So I, I could, love that. I was like, my mom doesn't have money. How am I going to get it? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that was my side hustle. When I was a freshman in high school, I would sneak cupcakes in. I would sell them in the hallways. I would charge people a dollar. And if they wanted custom orders, I'd be like, okay, you want one chocolate, one vanilla? I got you. <laughs> Some orders in high school. I love that. <laughs> I always, like had this like sense of wanting to make my own money and like mm -hmm. having a business of some type. And it's not until now that I realized when I look back, like I've always been who I am right now. I'm just Definitely. doing it on a bigger scale, right? Mm -hmm. What 15 do you all do you know that's super solution oriented? It's like, mm, my mom doesn't have money to give me. How can I make my own money? Mm, cupcakes. We have shitty food at school. <laughs> Everyone's going to want cupcakes. And that was my, and there you go. I saw the opportunity. Right. We had crappy school lunch. Mm -hmm. Then we had this like crappy food in the vending machines. And I was like, hmm, I can eat Everyone loves cupcakes. Right. I'll make three flavors. Mm -hmm. much. It cost me literally like, I don't know, $2 to buy a box. Right. Not and even. <laughs> dozens. Right. Done. I was Marcus Lemonis at 15. <laughs> I love that. And honestly, it just, again, I know you personally, and it just, it explains who you are so well to a T. And also just, I know your dedication to your clients and like always trying to find good solutions for them. And yeah, of course, it's about money at the end of the day. Let me tell you, we all love to make it. Um, but I also know more about your business too. So let's talk about your current business. Like what are the programs that you have to offer? Uh, you know, what does exactly boss up with chatting entail okay yeah so boss up with chatting kind of started because i wanted to provide people women with the tools they need to have a successful business mm -hmm. and um you know it's really important to me to help women of color because i know what it's like to um have that struggle of not feeling good enough or feeling like you don't have the tools to be successful so you know my goal in Boston for Shopping is to be able to give people the solutions they need to, you know, hit their revenue goals or see their business become super successful. Um, and I created my packages really on um, what I wish I had for tools when I started my business, you know, three years mm -hmm. ago, like 
what would have helped me advance back then versus now, right? What right. would have been like an easy, quick resource or tool or who's someone I could have connected with? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's, it's really to be able to give someone exactly what it is they need without making them go through like a ton of reflection mm-hmm. and, and all these like, you know, it's like I wanted to keep the smoking mirrors as small as possible and just be like, listen, I can't promise you that you're going to make $10,000, but I can 100% give you the strategy and solutions you need to make your business successful. Um, There's a lot of stuff out there right now. That's just like (laughs) coaching and, um, it actually really helped me figure out what I could offer and what opportunity there is um, within this market. Right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope that answered the question. (laughs) No, (laughs) it absolutely did. And I think I know, I know what you do with your clients and everything. And I think I always say one of the biggest mistakes that I made when I first started my business was not hiring a business coach to kind of be your second eyes, to kind of look at your pricing, to kind of guide you along the way to, for you to feel that, okay, I'm heading in the right direction. Right. Cause especially when we go from our corporate roles and positions, and then all of a sudden we wake up and we're our own boss, it's a harder transition for a lot of people. And I know that was a very hard transition for myself of, you know, no one was telling me, Oh, you have to do this or you have to do that. I remember the first like six months of my business. I was like, every day is different. Let's just keep on trying. And yeah, I made money, but at the same time, like, was I being as effective as I could have been? Probably not. So hiring someone like you, who is a business coach that can steer people in the right direction. I think that's so helpful. Um, especially when either you're still in your side hustle or you're thinking of taking uh, your business full time. So my next question then leads into, when you did take the business full time, um, what's your advice for those that are just starting their business out? Either they're still in their side hustle or they do want to take it full time. Um, was there something that you invested in that you absolutely would invest in it again? Or is there something else that you invested in that eh, maybe you didn't necessarily need it? Um, yeah, I think, you know, for anyone that wants to go into the business full time transition, Definitely figure out what do you need right away. You know what I mean? Whether that be like the page, where I really need a website, I really need a social media strategy, where I really need a brand strategy. Um, I think where I was, you know, a few months ago, I realized, you know, I have the concept, I had a website, but I didn't really have a brand or marketing strategy. I wasn't sure who I was trying to reach. And um, even my services, I was still a little clear about that so I invested in you um (laughs) I think you know you really have to figure out what your business needs to get to that next level and I think Mm -hmm. you know when I had that conversation and we spoke about everything you made it very clear like listen if you want to up level your business this is kind of what you're gonna have to do and I was just like all right let's do it Mm -hmm. um it was true right because as soon as I made that um investment as soon as I made that commitment my business started to transform exactly to where I wanted it to be Mm -hmm. Um, so my advice is like you know think about what you need 
Mm-hmm. What you need might not be what the next person needs. So you might have marketing strategy done, but you might not have a great brand. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have marketing and brand, but you might not have a great brand. So it's really to like figure out um, how can you align all those really important things mm-hmm. and make them come full circle. And yeah. don't worry about doing all of it at one time. Do it piece by piece. If you try to knock out everything at once, you're going to drive yourself crazy. You're not going to get anything done. Um, if you, you know, work on one thing, master that and move on to the next one, you will literally find the flow and you'll see the transformation happen, um, you know, slowly. And I did that, right? I didn't start a newsletter right away. I didn't start IG logs right away. Um, I didn't start connection calls right away. Right. It started with one thing. I was like, I'm going to handle social media. And once I'm comfortable with that, I will move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, each month, I planned it out. I focused on one thing. And that's it. So, you know, I think having a plan, figuring out what your business needs, and um, meeting on people for support. I think that's the most important thing to go into running your own business. We often think, like, I want to do this by myself. No, you don't. Right. Ask for help. Um, you know, whether that be a coach, whether that be someone you hire for help in an area in your business or your friends, right? Mm-hmm. Or your fellow peers. I reached out to a lot of people um, who I had worked with previously or met with previously. And I asked them, hey, what'd you do? Can you help me? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Together. And um, I created that support system for myself. So when I felt lost or I felt unmotivated, um, I had people to lead on to be like, keep going. Like, right. We're almost there. And yeah. I'm so happy I did that because here I am now. Here you are. And I think what you said that's so important there is that you took your time and you didn't try to force everything at once. Because I remember when you and I hopped on our first one-on-one strategy call, I mean, I gave you probably 30 different suggestions of like, you can do this and you can do that and you can do this and this is how to structure it and all of that. And to this day, I know you're still implementing some of the suggestions that I've given you for what that one one-on-one strategy call. Uh, so I think it's so important and I want to ingrain into everyone's brain when they're first starting their business is just as you said, take it slow. So you've started your business, you are feeling your way through things, you know, you're going at things one at a time. What's next for you? Do you have any new services launching, a new program, courses? I feel like everyone's always to that, okay, this is what's happening next. So now that you've started your business, you're getting clients coming in. What is your next big thing or move within your business? Yeah. Um, so I, I did just drop like a little workshop. I'm planning to do another one. Um, so everyone can keep an eye out for that next month. Um, I am working on a little project again next month. We'll drop details about it. Um, and as far as services go, I did revamp my services where, it's really um, focused on empowering my clients mm-hmm. to build their business and um, providing them with that level of confidence so they don't need to come back to me. They have the tools they need and they can just become successful. Um, so I have um, Boss Up Intensive, which is a four-week program and it is jam-packed with really, really amazing content 
and um, a ton of strategy. And then there is Boss Up Business. And this is a three-month program, which is for someone who really wants to like dive deep into their business and reframe it, restructure it, and they're willing to put in that work. And, um, you know, the difference between the both of them is like boss up intensive is for someone who just is like, Hey, I just started out. I need some really fast ideas on how I can get like the basic things done Mm -hmm. and then see that success come in over time. And boss up business is really for someone who's like, okay, I want to do this for the long run and I need a transformation on everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that includes like social media audit, website audit. I don't make websites, but I will definitely help you out in referring you to people. Mm -hmm. And um, this one also offers like a feature on my blog, Mm -hmm. IG live. So it's a little bit more like special and custom. Um, I try to create them where it's like you can get a lot out of both of them depending on what it is you need. Mm -hmm. And again, I created this um, just thinking about myself and what I wish I had when I started this three years ago and what could have really helped me elevate my business. So um, yeah, those, those are my offerings. And then um, you just got to keep an eye out, sign up for my newsletter, follow me on Instagram to find out about the little project and um, the next workshop I'll be dropping. Well, this has been an amazing conversation with so much value, so much history about you, how you started your business and the, just the amazing journey that you're on. So thank you so much for joining today on per the contract. Do you actually, one last thing, do you have a last piece of advice for anyone who is scared of taking that leap and starting their business? Yes. Um, trust yourself, trust Mm -hmm. that you can do it believe you can do it. Um, I think one of the biggest things is that we get disconnected from our intuition. And it's really important when you are running a business to reconnect with that, follow it, let it lead you. Mm -hmm. Um, And especially we as women, ours are so strong. And um, that's what's going to help you become who you are. So trust yourself and you know always listen to that little voice don't question it um because i i did that you know and my example of that is january when i was in a dark place i didn't know where the hell life was going to take me i had so many life changes i jumped on the call with you and my intuition was telling me do it and I was terrified, right? I told you, I was like, I'm scared. I don't know. <laughs> and my intuition was like, do it, do it. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And I think that like we've just said, that's so important too, because really at the end of the day, you are starting your business for you and to help your customers and clients. And if you don't trust yourself, then who else is going to? Exactly. I love that. Well, thank you again so much for joining and thank you all for listening. Definitely connect with Shaheen on Instagram, sign up for her newsletter, check out her beautiful website that we created with branding yes. photography and videography. Uh, so yeah, definitely connect with her and you'll listen to next week's episode. Thanks everyone. <laughs>